0: episode 111 of line of sight my name is Jaden, and i'm here with brett hi yeah behind the
1: scenes we're recording on the normal time so that means chandler isn't available
0: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know where chandler is we've had no communication from him in the last couple of hours and
1: that's podcasting
0: (laughs) and that's podcasting also i just want to mention that it it's a real travesty that we're we're doing an actual war machine topic today because in the back of my mind I was secretly hoping we could do just an entire Lord of the Rings episode for episode one eleven. Why? Because that, that's Bilbo's birthday at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Is Eleven's first birthday. Yep. yep. So, you yeah. know. Say Levy. But for all you Lord of the Rings fans out there. Um uh we have some news. Uh, LVO is behind us, but we've got more cons coming up. There's Captain Con this weekend. There's the Thornwood Throwdown in Bellingham. Where's Captain Con at? That's the East Coast, right?
1: That's as much as I know. <laughs> I think it's New Jersey.
0: That sounds right. And then Asgard in Houston has their thing in two weeks. Yep. Not this weekend, but the next one. Yeah. And these are all Warfare Weekend or IG or both qualifiers. So, yeah um we've also got let's see there's the belgian masters which man i would love to be at that and colin steamroller in louisville kentucky um so you know sweet events are happening if you want to have your event featured on our event calendar there's instructions on our website which is loswarmachine.com just click on war machine tournament calendars and follow the three-step process involved and it will get added on there and uh, all kinds of people can see it
1: is one of those steps still, Jane does something manually?
0: Uh, yes, but it's click a button instead okay. of type in a bunch of things. Good. Yes. Um, it used to be I had to type in all the information, and now it is you type in the information and you give me the Google event, and then I say, yes, I would like this Google event, thank you, and that's it. Good. Yeah, so. Um, if you haven't been following the Hermit of Hengehold Twitter account, which is at Hengehold Scroll, you should be, because, oh my gosh...
1: I the fluff is amazing i heard something happened with scorn today
0: yeah um so spoiler tag if you haven't read it at this point i mean you're a few days late but spoilers <laughs> for the next like 30 seconds um so morgul is like leading this ridiculously huge scorn force against an infernal army that's coming in to like smash through the scorn lines mm-hmm. and he like goes teleport mode Into either Zadaroth or Agathon. We're not sure which. Because it doesn't exactly say. And they catch. And they like stop him from stabbing them. And he releases a Kovas into their face. And like. (laughs) The implication is he traps them in the void. That's awesome. So if that works. Uh, I I do have bad news. Uh, uh,
1: Kovas are 100% made of souls. And Infernals eat souls.
0: Yes. But. They also are creatures of the Void, which is a place that the Infernals are not from, I believe. That's true. I think So, you know, yes. I don't know. Uh, the implication is that the Infernal Master is going to get sucked into the Void, which may or may not be the end of said Infernal Master.
1: Uh, that would uh, be the first workable strategy for killing an Infernal?
0: Yep, because we've also had mentioned in the henchold Scrolls that uh, you can't kill them regularly. They just come back. Yeah. Also, Omadamos crushing Asphyxias into little pieces might be one of my favorite things that I've ever read.
1: <laughs> well, now we know why he needed a new, ro- new body. Yep, new robo-body. Th- and thankfully, it wasn't what
0: we came up with on the Discord. Thankfully, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of our Discord, we have a Discord. It's in the show notes. A uh, permanent link uh, to be invited. Go ahead and join us. We've got all kinds of things going on. And uh, yeah, it's a good time uh also if you haven't noticed we've been putting out much more regular content the last few weeks we've got a goal that we've been fairly regularly hitting of having something come out monday wednesday and friday so woo. um i'm going to be talking about flames for at least the next month or so and chandler and then, brad are talking then about i'm going to <laughs> start talking about flames <laughs> and then Brett's going to start talking about flames and i don't know what i'm going to do at that point well, There's that's a, something to do with the news we got today, yeah. So, speaking of, we got an insider today that sort of details what's coming for the game in the next year. And we got told that the next, like, proper faction CID is going to be Legion, and it's going to include a blighted archon and Legion angels of some kind. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, there's a really high chance that I'm going to start picking up some Legion things and painting them on the side and talking about that faction a little bit. Because, number one, Golab's amazing, and i wanted to play with him forever. And I still haven't actually ever owned Chosen of Everblade, which feels real bad, because those models are sweet.
1: Well, My rule is if I own Legion of Everblade, it's time to quit, so I'm not going to be doing
0: that. All right, well, me and Chandler will abandon you to your merc
1: yeah, it's going to be weird if, if, the, if the two of you are playing Hordes and I'm playing War
0: Machine. Yeah, like, what the crap, man? This is backwards <laughs> of it how it's always been. Ashlyn. Ashlyn, fair enough. Um, yeah. Also, we know that there's going to be a Troll and Pigs cross-faction theme force that may or may not let Arcadius play with Troll Heavies. <laughs> which uh, is going to need
1: restrictions.
0: <laughs> which is probably going to need restrictions. And we also know that there's a new Pharaoh Warlock coming out. Is the last... Riot Quest release of Wave One. He's oh, called Zoro.
1: Okay, and we yeah. Oh, Azoro, Azoro. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's he's similar similar but legally distinct from Zoro. Yes, Azoro. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. He looks pretty cool. I'm excited to to see what his stuff does. Yep, um, we also saw Admiral Carver. Admiral Carver, which will be an evolution of Lord Carver. Although I really hope it's Admiral Carver bringer of more massive destruction or more most massive destruction just like b-m-m-m-d <laughs> uh and that's from the narrative event at lock and load last year where he pilots an airship and crashes it into something i think yeah nailed it good job carver <laughs> um, yeah so lots of stuff going on i'm very excited Uh, You should definitely check that article or that insider out because there's a few more things I feel like that we may not have touched on that would be important. Um, Uh, Grimkin stole an archon. Oh yeah, 2021. (laughs) Grimkin are getting new releases again. Yes, and uh, they stole a midnight archon, which uh, I want to know more very badly.
1: I I wanted to just invert all the midnight archons' rules.
0: Yeah. So instead of Ashenvale has Chiller. Instead right. of uh, Thresher, it has combo. Okay. Uh, oh. Instead of grievous wounds, it has what? Um, uh,
1: that which does not kill you makes you stronger. Is that what it's called? Where everything that kills something in its radius gets to heal.
0: Oh, the thing that the oh okay um I don't know what that's called, but sure. The wretch thing. That's only the wretch in thing. Heart of Darkness. Oh, the one in Hearts of Darkness. Yes, yeah. I've never played Hearts of Darkness, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know what I know what you're talking about now. Um, that'd be interesting. That sounds distinctly worse than a Menite Archon,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it'll be friendly faction Grimkin, so it will be fine.
0: It sounds distinctly worse <laughs> than a Menai Archon. Okay, so so okay, counter,
1: chiller, counterpoint. Ch-
0: okay, the Archon with Chiller sounds broken. Eh. Okay, I don't know. Counterpoint. A Menite Archon is like a really powerful spirit that followed Menoth, right? Mm-hmm. So what if it gets to spend like a couple of months or years with the heretic and becomes his own defier? That would also be cool. So it's a Menite Archon defier. Uh, I also like that because it's a big kick in the face to Menoth. Yes. <laughs> Menoth deserves all the kicks in the faces. <laughs> we don't like him. No, that is true. So, I'd be super down with that. Because I'd like another Defire. That would be kind of cool. That would shake up the faction in a big way, probably. Yeah. So, Uh. I don't know. But yeah, it said most twisted releases yet. Or something like that. And uh, that is exciting. I love Grimkin. Speaking of which... Speaking of which, this episode, what a transition. Look at that.
1: (laughs) Brett, what are we talking about? This week, I've been asked on, I believe,
0: six different occasions, why did you take Heretic? So Brett and I are going to have the same conversation we had a few months ago, except for we're going to have it over Skype and not well, Facebook Messenger. It, and It's a really funny question to ask me, because
1: six months ago, I'm like, Heretic is the worst warlock in, in Grimkin.
0: Yeah, except for you were still playing him. Well, I, I think I was wrong, is what I'm saying. Oh well, yes, I think you were too, but, <laughs> and I ignored what you said about him being the worst and played him anyway, and I had a great time. Yes. Um, and that was before all the new releases, which made him ridiculous. No, no, it was with the new releases. Oh, it was okay. pretty... yeah, it was. Yes, because we were doing the 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 Nayslayer Warhorse garbage. <laughs> I'm so glad that they changed our rule three times in CID and still didn't get it right. Yeah. Anyway. um. <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna talk about the heretic in bump. And then at the end of this cast we're gonna talk a little bit about the terrain of LVO, because we didn't get to that last episode and we wanted to.
1: I like that someone pointed out that we had a two hour
0: podcast and didn't cover everything we wanted to. I mean <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this might be the new normal for a little bit. We're we're very excited about things right now. Yeah. Yeah, we are
1: yeah, I'm super pumped about war machine after
0: LVO. Same. Not because of LVO, but same. Oh well, me, because well, yeah. although <laughs> I am
1: currently painting on talk stuff, um, but that's fine. <laughs> got
0: to
1: get All those right. articles. All right, so um, I'm going to assume that you know what the heretic does, which is kill things. <laughs> um, so so what makes the heretic look bad is that uh, like from a circle perspective, he doesn't do anything a circle uh, warlock would want to do. He doesn't have any threat range extension. He doesn't have any defensive. Hey, ability he's
0: got gallows okay I've won yeah. games with it before yeah how'd our game go um wait whose game uh, a certain Kruger off oh yeah yeah whatever
1: <laughs> that's why I hate Galos is, is what I'm saying um, but so he has, he has limited fire range extension he has very limited defensive abilities it's basically just rebuke and wall of fire um, sure. which really works against units um and he is 100% focused on damage output. Um he has yes. Fury he has his um unique arcana which is reckoning which, which gives basically everything prey and you can swipe, cycle it around. Very
0: similar to Gearhertz. Yeah. a lot harder to apply. Yep.
1: Um
0: I will note that he has the biggest command stat which makes applying shroud at the easiest.
1: Okay. Can I talk about what pisses me off the most about uh Grimkin nowadays? Okay.
0: Um, I don't choose Arcana. Okay. Is it always her. sacrificing? Okay. I think there's an argument to be made for Labyrinth.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I did a lot better when I stopped choosing Labyrinth. Okay, fair enough. Um, but that's, that's my biggest frustration, um, is that, yeah, it, it should be cool that he can get Shroud um, really well. It should be cool that he can do Shadow really well. But it's it very rarely seems like the right choice. Um, which is an unfortunate place for Grimkin to be. But let's stop complaining and start talking about cool stuff. So sure. let's, talk, let's talk about what changed to make Heretic so interesting. The biggest thing is... Nayslayer the Nayslayer Command Attachment. Exactly, the Nayslayer warhorse. Warhorse. So what, um, what Heretic desperately wants is um, a unit that makes a lot of attacks, but mm-hmm. has a naturally long threat range, and mm-hmm. um, doesn't get Pathfinder. shot...
0: Oh, Pathfinder, also important. Um, and doesn't get shot down on the way in. Yep. And up until this point, up until the Nayslayer Warhouse released, the number of units that could do that in Grimkin were none. Murder oh. crows that ambushed, maybe. Hollow men with...
1: <laughs> hollowmen with, with guns? With the... Well, no, no. You, you do the Fury brutal, brutal Charge Reckoning thing. Oh,
0: sure, yeah. I mean, yes. Like, <laughs> Hollow men, yes. I've definitely killed my sh- fair share of Siege of is under Rajeth's feet with Charging <laughs> Hollow men. So, is- that's a thing. Um, but the nayslayer warhorse provides all that.
1: Well, the, the threat range comes from the monkey, but yeah, from the melody man. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess it actually comes from the. the
0: person, yeah, the monkey know? doesn't do anything for that part.
1: <laughs> uh, he dies gloriously, and then comes back. It's hard to keep a good monkey down. Indeed. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite. Song. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so, because of feigned death, and because of. Um, well, hold
0: on a second. Let's explain what the Warhorse does for people that might not have read the card. The Warhorse has three things that it can do, one of each, every turn. The first one gives the unit Grievous Wounds, which is really good. Important. Yeah, it's very important. The second one gives them all Annoyance and Parry, which is also important, because it makes them effectively death 14 against Living the-
1: Models. Well, so, um, because Nayslayers have to charge in order to do reasonable amounts of damage, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people will try and jam them. Right. at which point the parry becomes extremely relevant.
0: Yeah, that is, it's important because then they can charge, and also it lets them reposition into weird spots. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the last one is the most complicated, and it's the, also the most important. And basically what it says is when the Nayslayer command attachment uses this ability, which is an anytime ability, everything in the unit is immediately knocked down, and the entire unit gains feign death, which is the rule where if you're knocked down. You can't be targeted by ranged or magic attacks. Now, this would normally just be really cute because they could walk up and fall over. But there's an interaction that <laughs> lets them run and and do this.
1: So um, the Madcap, the um, is it actually artillery? Thank you. I forget what was called Weapon Crew. Yeah, um, Weapons. It has a vent fumes a th- three inch aura of um living friendly faction model or living models they don't even have to be friendly um gain stumbling drunk which means they're immune to knockdown which means you can have part of the unit be immune to knockdown and part of it not so the idea is you activate the unit the grunts run 14 inches um Mm -hmm. six times two plus two um Mm -hmm. and then the ua before he runs uh, knocks them all down but he's immune to knockdown so because playing dead doesn't care about command range, he can then go run and pick them up in command. They yep. all yep. They behind they all a ride
0: forest, preferably, so he's not yeah. going to die.
1: Yeah, well, so he's like a Tharn Ravager, UA, you know, right? You just keep him nine inches back. Yeah.
0: And then yes, the theme force grants everything or all units in the uh the, the theme rise, and so they just stand up and they're like, What's up?
1: Yep. And they charge normally. Yep. Um and so what makes that really really cool is that you can play the the units way off on the flanks. Yes. Uh, which means that uh, your opponent won't be able to like target sprays on anything behind them, which means which makes them extra hard to kill. Uh, yep. It Also means they can't assault and spray them uh, usually. Yeah.
0: Because uh, you have to have a target for the spray. Yep. Uh, Don't do this if you are playing against a the force or models that have ambush, it's a good to well, lose.
1: Yeah. Yes, make sure that you measure the ambush range and then, you know, put things out of it. Yep. <laughs> Don't
0: measure the ambush range and then put them in there anyway. Which I did. <laughs> yes, do as Brett says, not as Brett does. Correct. Um and um it
1: it's it's actually really remarkable just how hard it is to kill something with Fame Death. Um yeah. Especially a unit. Like, sometimes they'll be able to, like, get one or two attacks, but mm-hmm. in order to kill an entire unit with pain death, especially one that's way off on the side and, and has such a long threat range, so they mm-hmm. can be far away from things, is really, really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because these Slayers, uh, with the Malady Man giving them Desperate Pace, now can just threat 13 inches every turn, regardless of the caster. Correct. Yeah. Um, Which is... 13 is the magic one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Standard threat range is 11. Good threat range is 12. 13 is amazing. 13 is elite threat ranges. Range. There's not a whole lot of things in the game that well, naturally go farther than that. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it requires like a feat or something. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, or, or to
1: beat guns, which again, they beat guns. They beat, and, yeah.
0: They, they have no
1: cares about guns. Correct. Right. And, and really, so I'm harping on them a lot. Um, but it's, it's really the naysayers that unlocked Heretic. And the yes. reason, um, because they make a lot of attacks, because you can get furied. Um, impact attacks, which are really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a ton of damage they hit. I think um, they're
0: the hardest-hitting unit in the game.
1: Yeah, against most targets, I think of them as being POW-17 base.
0: Yep, that sounds about right, because they have armor-piercing in their POW-7. Right, yeah. So So against Armor-20, they're dice-off threes, and with Fury, they're dice damage, and with Reckoning, they're dice-plus-two.
1: Yeah. yeah, And, and the warhorse is two strength stronger, two strength yep.
0: higher on the lance, and uh, three yeah. strength higher on the mount. Sounds like it. Yeah, so that sounds about right. To put that in perspective, it takes three nayslayers to kill a heavy, usually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and like if you get hermit, it's less. Like if you like yes. normally, what I'll do is I'll put two nayslayers in, and then have a clock tree so just poke it a couple times.
0: Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty. It's pretty not remarkable to get to the point where two nayslayers can kill a heavy. Yes. Um, wow. Which means that, and because most of those buffs are are not um, don't require them to be in a specific place, you can do that and have them kill two heavies in their one activation yes. without too yeah. much trouble.
1: Yes. Very often, if your opponent just advances into your threat range, you can get two heavies with a single unit. Like, mm-hmm. like, and you have to remember nayslayers are not expensive.
0: <laughs> they are 13 points for the five and another f- requisition point probably. No, for... there, it's only four points for That's the That's only game. four points. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're getting 17 six point points. Yeah. There you
1: go. 17 points. And, um, and I really love having the Twilight sisters with them. Um, bring them back. Just, yeah. So if, if you do get one or two picked off, you can bring them back. It gives you a late game. It yeah. also gives you
0: super reposition. So yeah, where you kill your own things with clocketry sprays and then respawn them in the back lines. Yep. Yep. Um, which is a good way to keep units alive. Uh, it's a good way to get around RFP. RFP yeah, yeah. If There's a lot of it. Just don't uh, do it into the Dreamer because she'll just hat trick the one you spray. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Chris my other Dancox per- did that to me at Attack X. It was okay. really sad.
1: <laughs> my other personal favorite is to reposition them into scalers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That works great. Um, <laughs> okay. So, the main thing is the slayers, but there's also a lot of other things in Bump of the Night that are, that are
0: new yeah. that, are, that are a little more subtle. As, as good as slayers are, I think they're still the second best thing about the Theme Force. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yep. yep. <laughs> so, my next bullet point is about the best thing, uh, and it's titled Unlimited Rerolls. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so, the Grave Ghouls are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, when I first started playing them, after every game, I'm like, I have played
0: casters that are worse than this four point solo. Yeah, and I'd go, "Nah, you're joking." And then I started playing them, and I would start saying things like, "Man, I've played casters that are worse than this four point solo." And I was like, "I know, right?" So, so
1: what makes them ridiculous
0: is that they have knowledge
1: of the damned, um, which is Scabbers' rule, which isn't a big deal on Scabbers because he can't collect that. It's you know, if he collects souls, he's already winning the game, right? Uh, Oren has so you, a two, but he's limited to like five souls unless you do yeah. like hand violence or something.
0: So, and this this rule says basically um, for every, you can spend a corpse and a model in his command range, right? Which is seven. Yep. Um, make rerolls and attack or damage roll. Friendly or enemy. Yep. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, unlike those other guys. He collects corpses
1: just when a living thing dies in within five inches of him for Correct. any reason
0: for any reason uh it doesn't have to be uh enemies killing your stuff and you can bring d3 or two d3 or cast camps into play every turn. Um, plus monkeys come back every turn you can plus monkeys come back every turn you get those back plus uh, you can kill your own nayslayers and then respond to the twilight sisters and get those corpses as well yep. um, it is not uncommon to actually make 20 rerolls or more forced in a round yeah well yeah and and like without taking
1: corpses from your opponent either like not relying yeah. on their list composition if they do have like I played um, I played into a mecanthral spam list oh my gosh I got a grave ghoul and a something wicked monkey into the whole unit, uh-huh. and I, I I rerolled
0: like ten times that activation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that can happen. The monkey plus the grave ghoul is absolutely disgusting synergy.
1: Yeah. Um. So, the in in, in uh, having played a lot of Morvana 2, it is really hard to overstate how dumb it is to have a lot of rerolls. Yeah. Um, it makes it so that you never roll bad on damage. It makes it so you don't. It makes us so you can go for like sixes to hit and still reliably kill
0: something. Yeah. When when we've when we've talked a lot about expected damage output because you have to take into account the fact that you're going to miss and that you're going to roll low sometimes. Um, this completely obliterates that. Yes, one hundred percent.
1: It also, if you're rolling a lot of dice, for example, um, nayslayers roll three dice to hit and three dice damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rerolling those makes spikes happen more often. The more dice you roll,
0: the, the more important re-roll is. Yes. So, um, and, and then on the flip side of that, if your opponents are coming in and they need those sixes to hit, it makes it very difficult, like, it, it's difficult to overstate how much harder it is for them to make those attacks actually work yes. when they have to re-roll them. And it's a really subtle
1: effect. Yes. Very, very much so. Because it's really easy to go. Oh, you just have good dice. Like no, I had twenty rerolls. Yeah. Um, the the biggest problem with the Grave Ghoul is that they are by far the most vulnerable thing in the list. Yeah. Um, so generally, uh, I will fill them up on turn one um, and I'll run one in, and he'll you know help me kill a heavy that I shouldn't kill, mm-hmm. um, and I'll die, and then I'll just repeat that. Um, yeah. that have really good ways of sniping out support um are generally like generally you, you can't really stop them like you
0: can't really stop no. them feeling pools. no it's really hard um although i will say that i like to walk one up and dig in the other one sometimes mm-hmm. um that's that's really useful tech because def 16 against shooting is a lot harder to hit than def 12 can they, not, can they not dig in themselves oh they can do that okay i've been playing at suboptimal bump in the night you <laughs> want to talk about suboptimal bop of the night? Turns yeah, yeah, out... yeah, yeah, we know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Wait, I brought it up. Damn it. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, okay, so that was so that in and, and, um, knowledge of the van defensively makes Clockatrices just so annoying to kill.
0: Yeah, def 13 is a breakpoint for a lot of lists um, to, to hit consistently, and adding those rerolls into that can completely tank it. Yeah, oh, um, and- I. In Armor
1: 18, too, like, if you charge him with, like, Pow 13 stuff, yeah, like you're taking 5 damage, but if you get
0: 3 per charge, you're screwed. Yep. Yeah, like, so, anecdotally, um, at Attack X, I played against an Omodomus list with 5 Tormentors that started the game in play and had 8 Tormentors by turn 3. He hit 6 attacks the entire game. Was this is Chandler? <laughs> no, this was uh, okay. this Blaine. Oh, was wow, you could have more than one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was playing the Wanderer, to be fair. So Starcross really screws with that match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it demonstrates, like, four Nayslayers killed eight heavies across, like, six rounds. And he just did nothing. My Clockatrices were engaged by Tormentors from turn two to the end of the game, and none of them time-stuttered once. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and so the, and the thing that's really cool about Clockatrices and Bump, is that they require no support. Yes. You just you just take the 3 of them. They're perfectly fine heavies. Um, well, they were requ- uh, that, that's why Fury is really nice because they they, they require
0: damage. Buff. Yes.
1: But as far as survivability goes, like they don't need any help. Yeah. <laughs> they will be perfectly
0: annoying no matter what. Yep. So, that's a big part of that. And then yeah, with Fury on them they hit what? pals, 17 16 16? Yes. Which yeah, and again, they have a lot of attacks, which means you get more reroll value. Right, and and those are not amazing numbers, but with boosts and with potential reckoning, uh, and and hermit, like yep. you're getting to, to real numbers, which which is really good. Yes.
1: And then the last thing is Kaskims. Um uh-huh. So if you don't kill all your caskimps, for example, if all your Grave Ghouls are dead or full, um, when caskimps activate, uh, they are fucking devastating. <laughs> so. I, I told you, I played against a Connie B player. Um, mm-hmm. I killed 12 Precursors
0: on her feet turn, and she got none of the souls. Right, because they're not attacks. Right? They're not attacks, right. and they're power 14. Yep, and it's not Blast damage. It doesn't nope. trigger Vengeance. Nope. Um, you can't self-sack it. Nope. You can't... Um, it doesn't trigger most Arcanas. It doesn't trigger most Collection of Corpses or Souls. It doesn't trigger most... Um, most types of righteous vengeance swift vengeance uh what's the word i'm looking for battle driven all those things it doesn't proc a lot of feats that rely on things getting destroyed they get around a lot of things it's still a damage roll made by a friendly faction model so you can re-roll it Mm -hmm. It can still get reckoning which is dumb
1: as hell yes
0: (laughs) the sweet pow 16s
1: yeah um, like yeah, usually what I'll do is after the grave Goals are full, I'll start putting caskims behind my clockatrices, so a yes. heavy will go in, be able to kill the clockatrice, the caskimmps will will go in and do like four or five damage a piece, yep, and then uh then the clockatrice can just easily finish it off with fury,
0: yeah yep no they're they're very very strong now they do have some weaknesses in uh, that if you Tamaride have anything- archon is- The Samurai archon <laughs> exists <laughs> yeah. Is the um, end of
1: all things. Do not summon Caskims and make sure, and, or make sure they're all dead when the radar on yes. the other side.
0: Or <laughs> if you're playing against Fiona, um okay, on those fluddle. things sounds <laughs> awful. Or Agathon, Dark Seduction on those things is incredible. Or um, there's lots of things that can like move those Caskims around or just straight up knock them down. And if they explode on your turn on your opponent's turn when you don't want them to, it's really bad.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's especially yeah, it's especially because if they if they make a full advance, they can uh, they can just bump into one of your things exactly where they want to. Yep. And all those things that I said were awesome are terrible when they're used against you.
0: Yes, I, yep. I have seen entire Nayslayer units vanish to a couple of cast games that have been taken control of. Yep. It's been really bad.
1: Okay. Um so let's talk about why the heretic is such a big deal uh for this list. Okay. So Honestly, so, okay, first off, you have to... It, it's an opportunity cost thing, right? You're you're choosing the Heretic over another um, Defier.
0: Yep. So Which is a big have, deal, because they're all good.
1: Yes. Yeah, saying one's the worst is, is kind of not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but, so you have to figure... You have to determine what he does better. Um, so, uh, a lot of the bump Bumpcasters, um, a lot of the other Defiers... What they do is they increase the Nayslayer's threat range. Um, Mm -hmm. They can cast six malice charges, or they can get. Or they
0: have the beacon, or they can give them Mirage, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Or they protect them from guns with like Windstorm or
0: Mm -hmm. uh, Cloudwall.
1: The thing is, Nayslayers don't
0: need any of that. Yeah. Um, Or at least the things that they need it into are so rare and definitely play aroundable with positioning that it's not a big deal yeah like like spray bots
1: uh, yeah yeah like i spent a lot of time like positioning against uh teps those were yep. like the base layers um but yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's really
1: funny when two of them kill it um yeah. <laughs> but what heretic brings is um he first off um he turns Clock into real heavies when you need them to be. Um, so Manifest Destiny kind of does the same thing, um, but Fury does it even better. Um, yeah. So Clock will go in, make six attacks, get you know, a huge amount of benefit out of uh, the melee damage bonus. Right. Um, or Reckoning. Or both. Oh, they love Reckoning. Because mm-hmm. uh, they are Matt six heavies, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Can't do anything to help that. Um, except for Reckoning. Um... The other thing he brings is that, um, okay, it, so you know how we always talk about how awesome um, Rockwall is? Yes. Wall of Fire is not that good. No, it is, no. however, very good. <laughs> it is very good. Um, because unlike Rockwall, where you just prevent them from, um, prevent them from like, landing in a spot, Wall of Fire can make it so that like, it can
0: just turn off entire units of single wind infantry. Um, yeah, especially, uh, especially shield like, wall infantry, Shield wall infantry hate it. Um, anything that single wound and armor like 19 or lower is going to hesitate real, real, real strongly before running into that thing. And because you can place it in an in interesting place, like in interesting positions. You can completely deny contesting a flag, or getting into a zone, or um, even coming close to your things if you want. If they need to interact with them meaningfully, like watching a shield wall unit walk around the wall of fire, which means that they move forward like an inch and a half, and then doing it again the next turn. Yep, is pretty great.
1: Yeah, and it forces units to separate, um, mm-hmm. which is good because you can't. Like, there's not really anything in the list that can kill an entire unit. But almost everything in the list can kill five things out of a unit. Sure. Um, it, yeah, it's. And combine that with a Rebuke, and if they don't have Upkeep Removal, like you can shut down an entire, entire list's worth of infantry
0: just yep. with your caster. Yes. And that's a big deal because the rest of the list is not really tooled to fight massed infantry. No. Um, if, if you want to make Nace really, really sad, uh, fight them with like half point models. Like, Hold up. Uh, make sure that they're there,
1: they don't rely on tough to survive. Um, I've sure. played the Na- 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 Slayers and the Pirates before. Okay, uh, turns out when you do the tag, the, the Grievous Wounds song, mm-hmm. uh, your mount attacks get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <I> <laughs> so so you go in and you make an impact attack, and like three pirates die. They're like, What just happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, but like. They don't attrition well into lots of cheap guys because they only get so many attacks, and if they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, like steelheads are a big problem for them. Steelheads are a problem. Um, I bet fen
1: blades are a problem.
0: Yeah, because they if, well, if they, I haven't seen trolls in a while,
1: but they would be a problem
0: because they have similar threat range. Yeah, and they've got hard. Oh, oh, so they don't get impact attacks at alright They can't. Yeah, they get they don't get impact attacks at all. In any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so, there is that. And then, yeah, then with no quarter, they also threat 13 inches base. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And there's more Fen Blades than there are Nayslayers, yes. let me tell you.
1: Are the same cost-ish?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, they're in the same ballpark-ish, but the Fen Blades they're a 10-man ten- unit, yeah, exactly. and they also have cleave. So, And you play them in the theme force that gives you takedown, so it's just like, rip, yeah, I something. guess can't use those two together but other than that it's all bad oh yeah no i mean you can't but like cleave 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 rfp the couple guys that would otherwise do things and it's like yeah um
1: so uh and so that's why that's why i think Heretic's such a big deal for the list because nobody um removes infantry from the game just by existing like he does
0: yeah oh one other thing is that like we've talked about cranking the damage output of various things putting fury on a monkey is nuts <laughs> it's really funny Uh, Basically turns him into Black Bella. Yes, but recurable. Yes. So for those of you that don't know what the monkey is, this is the Malady Man unit. Um, The monkey can get a spell on him called something Something wicked. wicked. Yeah, and what it does is it gives him killing spree and an additional dice to hit and damage. Which means that even though he's mat five, which might be Matt seven with reckoning up, and pow eight, right? Or nine. He's eight. One of those. He's eight. Okay. So he'll go back up to eleven with with uh, the heretic, which means that he charges at four dice pow eleven, and then he's overtaking at three dice pow eleven, which will kill most infantry duders yep. pretty good.
1: Yeah, it, it it's not very consistent, so you definitely want to reroll when you do it.
0: Yep, but he also conveniently fuels the grave ghoul while he does it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. It's pretty great. Uh, yep. Um,
1: and then, right okay, and. Back to the heretic. Um, mm-hmm. One of the other big benefits he brings is that he is one of the hardest um, warlocks to
0: kill in Grimkin. Yes. Just because he's immune to so many different things. He's immune to knockdown. He's immune to blind. He can't be backstriked. Um, he's immune to spells. Immune to spells. And he can, he yet, he can sta- st- sometimes <laughs> steal them. <laughs> yes. He can be made stationary. Yes. Gotta avoid that. Which uh, is important. Um, and then... He is slow, yeah. Well, he can okay. be slowed by climbing. yeah. He can be slowed, and he can also be paralyzed. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, he's pretty um,
1: gross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's just remarkably hard to kill. Also, I find I find that on a turn by turn basis, he doesn't really spend his fury, so it's really easy to camp with him. Yeah,
0: because what he's going to do is maybe cast Wall of Fire, maybe cycle Fury, and then camp three. Yeah, <laughs> it's like end of list. Yep. The other thing that's really interesting about the Heretic is if it comes down to a late game situation where it's like, here's my Warlock and your Warlock. I want the Heretic because he auto hits on his melee attacks. Yep. So he completely takes that that part of the dice rolling equation out of it. And if he puts Fury on himself, he's POW 16, which is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I've definitely killed heavies with him before. <laughs> yep. Um so, you know-
1: He's also great in low-clock situations, because you, you don't have to roll
0: to hit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you get to cut off half of those rolls right there, which is a great feeling. Yep. Um, and that's, like, the child can do that, but again, you have to roll to hit. And then the Dreamer can't do that, the King of Nothing can't do that, and the Wanderer can't do that. Old Witch can Old... kind of do it. <laughs> Old Witch
1: can definitely do that.
0: Yeah, but she's mat-5, which is sad. That so is If she can't scourge whatever, she's a trying to murder it's it's right. bad news. Um,
1: yeah, and if you want to get really cute, you can uh, um, you can like give him if you take a gorehound and um, mm-hmm. with sprint is actually really good. Yes, because um, he can go in automatically kill a bunch of tree and then get away. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a bunch of upkeep removal. Um, yep, which is just really relevant. Is uh, the spell
0: on a stick. He's got hex blast. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, you can take Eilish one if you really feel like you have to, but then you're not taking the Hermit. So, yeah, don't you do know. that because you've got enough rerolls. <laughs> yeah, um, let's let's briefly talk about Baron Tunglik with him because I know a lot of people really like Parley on him, and you think it's probably a waste of a slot. So I don't think it's a waste. I just think it's
1: slightly, slightly unnecessary. So, okay. so the argument I make. Well, the first argument I make is that heretic has nothing to do with his fury in the first place. Sure, right. I don't. I'm not like, oh man, I really wish the heretic had one more fury every turn. So I don't really care about the free upkeep. Um, I also very undervalue um, gallows, like we joked about in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and so I super undervalue a magic Billy six unboostable gallows.
0: Right. Um, and then parlay is good, but. But you if, think dudes so, in heretic is bad anyway, right?
1: Right. Yeah, so if they're bringing infantry into heretic, like what why do you need more help? Like <laughs> like they're already playing like 40 50 points down. You don't you don't need to make it even worse for them. Um most most infantry struggles to kill heretic in the first place. So it's like you're you're not really gaining anything. Yeah. Um I I I uh so Definitely one one big thing is uh, he's able to eat the hermit, <laughs> which, which is, <laughs> that which is, that is huge, not nothing. Yeah, it's a huge problem for uh, bump of the night actually. Um, yeah, because because you just don't have that many attacks unless you bring Holloman. Unless you bring Holloman. Um, which or you start, we're getting, which we're not because uh, maybe we will in the future. Uh, the argument used to be that uh, clock were just better than them.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's true anymore. That needs yeah. testing. That needs testing.
1: Um, nope. but that would be an interesting change. Um, I have to reassemble my hollow and they all broke. Um,
0: how did they break? They're like single-piece dudes.
1: Yeah, well, I, re- I didn't put them in the slot of base, so... Alright.
0: I guess you also travel like a madman with your minis. Yeah, I have given you an aneurysm before when you saw how I packed. Yep. Um, um.
1: Okay, back to Heretic. <laughs> so... And one of the things I like best about Heretic is that he actually has a third arcana. Yeah, his, his Trump arcana is actually really good. Yes. So, well, first off, Old Wish doesn't have any. Um, and I think she's right. by far the biggest competition when it comes to part of the Nightcasters. Yes. Um, I, I also think um, the Dreamers is not that great, um, especially with the proliferation of anti knockdown. Um, yeah, like it's a, it's a dead arcana into Infernals, the faction. Yeah, which is annoying.
0: Um, uh, sh- sh- Wanderers is purely defensive. Um, right. Wanderers, Wanderers Arcana is you don't get other Arcana, but your caster never dies. Right. Which which is a fair trade. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, absolutely. Um,
1: the King of Nothing doesn't really do anything in Bump. Nope. Unless you take a bunch of Krabbits, I guess. I don't know. I think King of Nothing is a really awkward Bump of the Night caster. Yeah, probably. Um, but...
0: Now that you can get Master of Ruin off of a solo, I agree. Before, oh before yeah. that was interesting, right. but that's a good point.
1: yeah, that's right. And it doesn't stack. Yeah. So um. So, but uh, Reckoning is the real deal when it comes to Arcana. Like, it is. It is a huge swing. Like, like that. That was the reason I was able to kill so many Archons on Strike One's few turn. It's just because you know you get Fury, you get plus two to hit, you get plus two to
0: damage, and then you move it. Um, yep, and you have re rolls, and you have re rolled. It's just it's so ridiculous. Yeah, getting plus two to hit and damage on everything in your army against a target that you can move around. Yes, is really really good. It's, yeah, it, it, it is the closest defeat that I think an Arcana gets to, which uh, it's it's that or sacrifice. It depends. That's right. Like sacrifice can be feat level. Oh, um, um,
1: and um. Sorry, sorry. Well, and I feel like the other Trumps are just so weak in comparison.
0: Yeah, there's an argument to be made that Wrath can be really, really strong. That's true. Uh, I did I did
1: forget about Child. Yeah. No, her her unique one's really good, too. Um, yeah. Not super good in Bump. But.
0: No, but can be very good. But yes, I think the Heretics is the most easily uh, applicable, the broadest, the strongest when it's up in most yeah. circumstances. Um, yeah, it is also it <laughs> really difficult to use, I've yes. I've found. Um if you trigger it too early in the turn, uh, they can just make sure that whatever the thing is on has nothing in threat range of it. Like, if they just spend the rest of their turn being like, all right, you're never getting to this model or this unit, Yeah. Um, that, that can be bad. But if you wait really long, then maybe they'll stop making attacks too early and you won't get to trigger it anymore. I, so Yeah,
1: that's really funny. When they just, like, all right, done making attacks. Like, no, no, you need to trigger wreck Like, no, thank you. <laughs> yep. Um yeah. yeah, I found that holding it for a turn uh makes it a lot easier. Um mm-hmm. because in like the initial skirmish it's a lot easier to to like hold back. Um but when your lines get completely mixed up, um it's yeah. really
0: hard to to yeah. keep I think it's pretty bad on turn one two. I think it's very good on turns three plus. Yes. Um but yeah, patience, I mean, patience is hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've definitely done three Arcana in three turns. Not three rounds, three turns. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel (laughs) against Chandler. (laughs) Whatever I got, I won that game. That's what's important. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, and so, 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 really, really, that's why I like Heretic over this thing. He just has a couple of little things that Bump needs. So the the reason I originally looked at him is that I'm like, okay, I really like all this new stuff in Bump. but I'm having trouble against infantry, and I'm like, you know, who doesn't have trouble against infantry? The heretic, and right. it's just all these little tiny advantages that build up over time. Yeah. Um, you know, just being harder to kill, having having that little bit of extra value um, from the darkana, um, having removal, yeah, just having a lot of upkeep removal, just having the ability to clear off uh, a solo who runs on your flag. Um, yep. like he just has a bunch of little things. And they all come together to make him just the right
0: choice for Bump, I feel. Yeah, I tend to agree with that.
1: And, um, and it's really interesting, because when I first started playing him, he was supposed to be, like, covering Dreamer's matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's backwards. Now it's uh, backwards. That was definitely the opposite. Now it's, like,
0: 99% the heretic yeah. show. <laughs> well, and, I mean, part of that, also, I must admit, is because Bump gets a reroll to go first, which I think is yeah. freaking huge. Right.
1: Yeah, like... like you play against Sylvester, and it's like, if you don't go first, you're just screwed.
0: Right. So, it's definitely definitely interesting to see the way that Grimkin has evolved.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not super happy with his pair right now. So, that's still up in the air. Um, so, I have found that Heretic is uh, worse into, uh, like, really, really, really long-range gun lines. Like, things like Sloane, that could just take him out. Um, sure. So, that, that's a place where Dreamer is better, for sure. Um, and maybe yep. Witch, as well. Um, I have found that he uh, he doesn't bring a lot of RFP, um, and he also brings a lot of souls. So if they have recursion or soul-stealing, um, he's yeah. not, not happy about either of those things. No. Um, but Although, hold on. Does the Primal Archon have Sword? Nope. <laughs> All right, never mind. Yep, <laughs> him him and the Thimerid Archon, the only ones that don't have it. Okay. Um, eh, so, But the thing I really love about Heretic is that you have your Nayslayers way off on the wings, and then mm-hmm. the, the, main, the majority of their army is fighting Heretic in Three Clocks, which almost no 75-point list can deal with in five turns. Right. And so you get the value from the Nayslayers, you hold the Scenario Zone, and Heretic doesn't <laughs> die, which is super important. Super
0: <laughs> duper important. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. He's, he's fantastically interesting. Like, he looks really boring on paper, and then when you play him on the table, he's so much more dynamic than he looks like he is because of the way that his list can play. Um, it's a very, like, the pilot makes the difference kind of thing about his list than the list itself.
1: Um, speaking of which, uh, Jaden has provided a very useful um, first turn <laughs> order of activations guide. Yeah! Uh, in one of his battle reports a while ago. Uh, he completely yep. screwed up uh, his order of activations and used that information to help you <laughs> yep
0: Yep. Uh, I, I definitely spent at least 10 minutes on my turn ones the first three games I played with with new bump uh, a few months ago yeah and yep. and
1: it is a clock intensive list um, you're very rarely going for assassination you're very often just grinding them down all the way um, so you need you, you can't afford to waste the time in the beginning um, nope. fortunately it is all single player uh, and does not care about their positioning at all yep um, so if you you just memorize the order, do it the same way every time you get it down to like three or four minutes
0: yeah i, I, I was shooting for between two and three minutes on my yeah. clock return ones
1: yeah I'm, I'm, I'm always like all right I want to
0: be at fifty five by the time turn ones over, but that includes deployment yep absolutely so yeah heretic's really fun. you should try them out. I uh, might dig them out and like paint some Grimkin after I'm done painting flames and then uh, while I'm waiting for Legion <laughs> um, <laughs> to well, show up yeah. and uh, do some more battle reports.
1: yeah, My, my painting rate has increased a lot. <laughs> yes. So I might go back and I got I have to go back and darken all of my guys to make them look more like shadows. Um, or I might just take Flame of the Darkness very literally
0: and do all those lessons learned there. <laughs> Good. Uh, lots of things we could do. Alright, that's the Heretic. That's the Heretic. Let's talk right. about LVO Let's talk about LVO terrain. Um, So at LVO, they had a new kind of terrain they were testing called a dust storm. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's basically the way it works. It is a line of sight blocking piece of terrain that functions like a cloud in that if you are in any part of it, you can see through it and you can be seen. It is very specifically not a cloud, which means that it does not grant concealment. Models that ignore clouds for line of sight purposes do not ignore that. And it can't be blown away by Windstorm or the Arcanist or the whatever the spray jack that uh, Crucible Guard has. have. Also, yeah, talking about I'll come, I'll come, mask? Oh, no, there's a spray jack that actually just gets rid of clouds. Oh, 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 yeah. And line synedria. Yeah, and Lion And any other caster that can just get rid of clouds. Um, Also, if you are completely inside it, your non-spray ranged attacks get minus three range, and non-spray ranged attacks targeting you also get minus three range. And this bonus or detriment does not stack with anything. Well, any other negatives. Any other negatives at all. Like, like, Snipe snipe is fine. Yes, Snipe is fine. Windstorm cannot stack with it. So you can't have, like... (laughs) Minus widget under windstorm, yeah, flying high, flying high, or like Zadiroth's entire list, yeah, um, doesn't get minus six from being within it. Um, yes, it was extremely interesting to watch that piece of terrain. They didn't put it in the middle of the table on purpose, which I think is a good thing because it's a very powerful terrain effect. But they put it um, in the back of zones, which is really, really interesting. They, they would put it in the back of zones or like off to the side in interesting positions that were contesting flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it used a lot. Actually, people started to get it by like the second or third day, and I think that I think that there was quite a bit of good play with it. Well, yeah, the line of sight blocking is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, a couple of other things. Eyeless sight doesn't ignore it. That's big. Um, True sight. It, TrueSight doesn't ignore it because TrueSight only ignores Cloud Effects and it's not a cloud effect. Yep. So there we go. I think that's the exhausted list. Yep. Well uh, Yeah. It, oh, it also doesn't block line of sight to huge base models. That's another way in which it functions like a cloud. Um Yeah. So But if it was big enough,
1: a huge base model could benefit from the Meister range. <laughs> yep.
0: Which which is
1: great because so, that's how the Desert Hydro works. Yeah, exactly. So the the question I had was, why are we messing with new terrain types? And so I I talked to Will about it, and he's like, well, um, without hills, when we were setting up terrain, we would find that a lot of of the time we would end up with just the same table over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. There'd be a a forest in the center, there'd be a building on one side, there'd be a couple walls, and maybe there'd be a cloud. Or Mm -hmm. maybe there'd be a rubble. Um, Right. But they found that they needed more um variety in the train types to make the tables feel more different. Yep. And and I, th- and I really like so I really like a, this is the one they tried um Maybe because it's A it's really powerful. Yes. Um B it brings back a lot of things that um, a lot of common stuff ignores. So like yeah. like if you remember um forces in the table were really great. Until a Popular Army with Treewalker came out, and then they're like, oh no, this is not allowed anymore.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah, uh, so I only got to play like two or three games with them. They didn't matter a whole lot in my games, mm-hmm. but I could definitely see places that they're very interesting depending on their placement. Hiding things behind them, just like a building, but being able to vengeance into them um, yeah, or energizer into that them. They're not rough
1: terrain. It's one they're of not the rough Very, terrain. very few things that aren't rough terrain.
0: Yep. So being able to like energizer or vengeance into them, being able to dodge into them uh, or out of them, being able to um, contest things or be in a in a zone and potentially not being shot at anymore. Um, yeah, it, it definitely felt like a way to improve single wound melee infantry. Hundred percent, I agree with that. Which I'm not entirely certain is something that the game needs, but it's certainly interesting for them. Mm-hmm. Like exemplar or knights exemplar sitting in one of those things are infinitely better than knights exemplar on any other part of the table.
1: Right. Well, and um, I think that's what good terrain does: is it favors one type of unit over another. Right. right. So, like on this side of the board, my tree walker units are insane. On this mm-hmm. side of the board, they're
0: terrible. <laughs> right. So this is yeah. doing
1: the same thing, but with without having to require a special
0: rule. Yep. I think also for like uh, units with range attacks and reposition, they're also incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Walk up, shoot, repo back. We win this gunfight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it,
1: it's like having a cloud, except uh, nobody ignores it. <laughs>
0: Uh, so I think they're extremely interesting. I would like to play with them more. Like, I'm not you... sure how to make that happen.
1: Well, you just make your own. Um, <laughs> I mean, like events. Yeah. Well, you're in Prefter Press land, so good luck.
0: Um, yeah. A
1: little bit. But uh, So they also brought up a bunch of other types of terrain that they were, they were testing out, but didn't quite finalize before the event. Yeah, so
0: you talk about this, because I didn't hear this part.
1: yeah. yeah. So my favorite one that they brought up was called it was called a cornfield mm-hmm. um, so it's essentially um, concealment in rough terrain, so like like a forest um, but only for warrior models so warjack war and Horrors um, would ignore it entirely they would treat it as open terrain they would mm-hmm. they would not get concealment from it because they just plow right through it or they're too tall right um, which is again it's another way to balance um, like, Warjacks against Warriors. Although, in this case, it makes Warjacks better than Warriors, because they can just ignore it. Yep. Um, I, I really like... They, that's one of the things they were experimenting with, is rules that affect different types of models differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I think, I think that really- would
0: be very interesting to play with. Um, and also, like... F- so, for those, for those people that say um, the terrain types available in War Machine make our games look more boring... This would change that a lot. Um, like, you could have... So, first of all, this would be a very easy piece of terrain to make. You take yep. a piece of MDF and you paint it brown with, like, some crackle paint so it's got texture. And then you get some corn trees from Hobby Lobby, or corn, corn stalks Yes, of corn trees. And you put those <laughs> I on... Like, you didn't um, grow up in the Midwest. I did grow up in the Midwest. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just very tired. You're just, you're just blacking it out. I understand. Yeah. No, basically, um, driving for four hours and looking like exactly the same place. Anyway, um, and you go to Hobby Lobby and you buy some corn stalks and you stick those on like either small bases or on like another piece of MDF that you can move around. And voila, you have a cornfield, which will look very cool and be very functional. And let you set up some sweet looking tables like now maybe you can make an obstruction that is a barn or, you know, like you're not fighting on these like rando places yeah, patch of green, patch of blue. Um, yeah. I think
1: I think the one thing it r- would really be cool is if it had the forced line of sight rules for warrior models. So, like, uh, you can sure. see more than three inches if you're a warrior model. <laughs> if you're a warrior right. you're like, I fucking see you. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: That'd be interesting. Uh, that... We'd have to see how that interacts with sprays.
1: Um... No, it, so that's, that's the cool thing about this, is that they interact normally. So you just pick which model type so it's like am I targeting a warjack? If so, then I've got line of sight, sprays work fine. That's fair. Okay. Uh,
0: um I don't know how that would work with like because, like Archons are warrior models. Yeah. So that's a problem. So maybe it no, has to be like smaller-based no, yeah, warrior models. No, no, it's just the, the void archon's just
1: ducking down behind the core. Okay, explain a <laughs> minute
0: archon there to me, pal.
1: Um boss, the core feels on fire. Probably nothing. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right fair <laughs> enough um yeah so I, I really like this this idea i mean some of these were terrain types in mark one right or um, like were, we, were terrain types in uh in, in leagues or something before we played with hedges before okay hedges are really simple they're just
1: linear obstacles that only provide concealment and again don't stop warjacks that don't have pathfinder
0: right i think those would be very interesting i'd be super okay with those and the uh, cool thing about those is they can be spread really liberally. Right. They can be wherever you want them to be.
1: Um, they also fuck over Colossals really badly. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the Another one they talked about, which I thought was really
0: cool, was uh, Razor Wire, which mm-hmm. works exactly like the spell. <laughs> okay, um, so it's just if you walk into it, you take a point of damage? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that seems pretty good. The main advantage of it is
1: that um, it's it's something that is probably laying around in your game store from all the stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So there's lots of ways, lots of really easy ways to make it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if even if it's not, you can get like rolls of razor wire at miniature scale very cheaply from a variety of hobby supply stores. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this game balance-wise. It feels a little punishing for inventory in a way that I'm not sure I like
1: yeah I think the these two these wall template ones um,
0: if you're playing with them you have to increase the number of terrain pieces you put out yeah no I agree um, I also think like you couldn't have too many razor wires on the table most of the time and they shouldn't <laughs> be would, in important places like you really really hate flame in the darkness okay I raise your resolutes anyway um, but like if one of these is between one side and the objective, like, what do you do if you're playing some some builds, some lists, some themes? I, I
1: think that's really interesting. I don't
0: know. I, I think I, that I, might be too good.
1: So so I think one of the problems that War Machine Train has is that we're too afraid of it affecting the game. And I think that's actually one of the coolest things that uh, WTC does, is that mm. they are not afraid to do some fucking broken tables.
0: All right, well... That's fair. Maybe this does require some testing. I just I have concerns about like so, eh, hating out a model type too much.
1: So I absolutely agree that the game would be different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not yeah, sure no, I, it
0: would be very different. I'm not sure that
1: I agree. The game would be worse. I think I think we would adapt to it. Yeah, probably. Uh, I also think it would be interesting to announce ahead of time like which types of terrain people are using or
0: you're going to see at the tournament. So kind of like um, how uh, Infinity you announce the scenarios because they're so freaking different and have different requirements. Yeah. Well, yes. Infinity, you have it's like,
1: well, I guess I need six engineers in this list. <laughs> um, whereas this one, you go, well, maybe maybe my single unit infantry isn't isn't going to be quite as good today. Or maybe right. you know it's only cornfields. So it's like shit. Yeah,
0: single unit infantry all day. Right. Um. Yeah. Maybe. I. I don't know. I'd have to test it. I have concerns. I also from like a the crap perspective on this, what is razor wire doing to Iron Fang Pikemen exactly? <laughs> um it's getting under their armor into their unmentionables. That sounds unlikely.
1: <laughs> it, look I'm not saying the armor's well designed.
0: I mean, alright, fair. This is a fantasy setting. None of the armor's well designed.
1: You have you also have to remember that um Doom Reavers, the guys without shirts. Have the exact same armor style. All right. I just figured <laughs> they parried
0: everything with their swords. Oh uh, yeah, that's a no. That parrying is defense. Okay, so they're just spinning around in a big circle, and the swords are like everywhere. Oh, yes. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could see playing with this a little bit, at least. Um,
1: so I think, I think it, I think it would overall improve the game to have more types of train. I'm not saying that these specific ones are are the way to do it. But I think having more and more interesting terrain has made the game better. I think I that's agree. something. I think that's something we proved uh, after the terrain guidelines came out. What was that two years ago,
0: three years ago? I don't know, man. The Utah meta has been playing with eight pieces of terrain since Bin Mark Two. So okay, well I don't know. Not everyone else has. Yeah, I know. People would come to the to the, to the store and be like, "What are you guys doing?" Like I don't know. We're just- playing the game what's wrong <laughs> uh, well, so I, I've an
1: anecdote from Anima Tactics about that where um, a bunch of American players were playing the game and they're like yeah I mean this gunline faction okay but you know it's not that big of a deal and everyone in Europe's like freaking losing their mind um, and so they travel over to Europe and they set up at the table and there's like one tree one building
0: on this 3 by 3 table we're like okay mm. I understand <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah, so um, T.O.'s, if you want to run your steamroller with these terrain types, uh, please let us know how that goes. We'd be very interested in, in hearing your feedback, and I'm sure Tyson and Will would as well.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, a lot of them are designed to be easy to make as well as um, right. interesting to play with.
0: Yep. 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 Yeah, like, and, I mean, you could just I, take a forest template and put corn stalks on it, and there's your cornfield. Like, woo yeah. Yeah. Um
1: it's you can also recover your hills by turning them into dust clouds. Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what Tyson and Will were doing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, um and I and even if you don't run a terminal like it, I mean I think at least talking about it is worth it. Yep, I agree. It's an interesting place to be. I think if there were some community variants of terrain that were fairly commonly accepted and, and liked, uh it would not be very long before the steamroller packet picks them up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I and mean, we can do the testing for them. <laughs> that's how Steamroll started, actually. Yeah, I know. It was a community thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. New terrain is cool. All right. Yep. I think that's it. I think we did it. Did we break two hours on this one? I'm almost certain not. But, you or know. 10. Nah, one ten. Darn. Oh, well. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. That's uh, That's been our episode. So, with that in mind... Thanks, everybody who supports us on Patreon. We've had a huge influx lately, which has been wonderful. Um, you guys are fantastic, and you're the reason that Chandler and I are able to get out to conventions to hang out with Brett, who otherwise would be sad and lonely without us. Mm-hmm. Not really. but you I know. have to
1: make new friends. That doesn't sound fun.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, and, you know, we also get to talk about these sweet terrain types and experience them firsthand and see what's going on and then talk about them here so that you can hear about them as well. So thank you so much. Uh, if you want to check out Patreon out is patreon.com slash war machine. We don't paywall anything, um, on either our cast or our written content. I think some of the, uh, the casts that are hosted on our website might, but I'm not sure. Um, but we don't, this is just a tip for what we do. If you feel like it, Give us, a, give us a tip. Um, also, thanks to Broken Egg Games for your support. Uh, they've been sponsoring us since day one, uh, providing us with terrain and templates and tokens and things to, to use and look at. I think some of their um, their heroic tokens, the like unnamed but very clearly what they should be, like corrosion, fire, blah, blah, blah tokens. We'll be getting some new pictures on the website because I took some a couple days ago for Adam with uh, my models next to them. So... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Adam, why don't your pretty tokens have models next to them in any of your pictures? He was like, I don't know, because they don't. That's <laughs> like, that's a mistake. Send me some of those and I'll fix that for you. So, yep, should be getting some new pictures pretty soon. Uh, and if you use the code LS5CODE, you get 5% off their web store on everything but the tabletop world stuff. So, yep. Also, huge thanks to Tyson for sponsoring us. He is uh, the guy who runs LVO. He makes all the really cool bases. And, uh, yeah, you can check his Facebook page out. It's Figure Painters, or check out his website out, figurepainters.com. He's got some tutorials up that are awesome. He's got lots of really cool things for sale. I use his bases on two out of my three armies right now, and I'm planning on using them on more. So,
1: And my plan is to talk him into
0: making one for my army. I mean, <laughs> he... <laughs> Almost did that for me for Trolls, so, you know, it, it could happen. Um, yeah, so figurepainters.com, he's got great stuff. Our website is Um, We've got quite a few new articles and things coming up there every couple of days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometimes more if we uh, have the, the urge to write and get some stuff cranked out. Um, yeah, we've got it.
1: I owe a lot of battle reports in addition to my normal content, so yeah, (laughs) see what happens.
0: Assuming we'll see some more of those. Basically, we're going to put out like strategy or review stuff on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then usually if we have a battle report, it'll just go up the day we get it written. I think is the way that's going to work. So, yep, Um, we've got War Machine, Monpok, Judgment. I think that's it up there right now. So go give it a look. There's lots of pictures and lots of articles. Um, our, you can find us on Twitter and by us I mean mostly Chandler his Twitter is at LOS underscore Chandler mine is at LOS underscore Jaden and Brett's is at Choke Obsessed like Chocobo underscore LL <laughs> we've started one too many conversations seems per- now seems perfectly
1: perfectly straightforward to me I don't know how anyone could be confused
0: yep anyway <laughs> you can email us at loswarmahords at com. Or you can find our Facebook page. It's line of sight. It's just a podcast page on Facebook. Or you can message any of us either through the Facebook page or to our personal Facebooks. We're pretty happy to talk about the game with basically anyone. I mean, that's how this episode happened. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people are like, Brett, what are you thinking? And he went, you know what? We'll talk about it. So, yep. Uh, And if you want to participate in future episodes, there's some nights where we're like, we don't have a topic. (laughs) <laughs> How many questions can we get in like 30 minutes? And the answer hey, is always hey. way more than we need. Don't, don't don't pull back the curtain. We already did that once this episode. Eh, whatever. Uh, so that's episode 111. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We will be back next week. Talk to you later.